welcome to FB1, the first official episode of FB1 with Martinez and Paul. How you doing, man? What's up? I'm good. How are you? Oh, for the record, we tried to record this episode for, the, for for three times. This is our third time, so if it doesn't happen, yeah, it doesn't this happen. Point, but yeah, it, is what point, it is. It is what it is, but it'll piss me the fuck off. I can't lie. I'll be so mad. Because <laughs> we've tried to record this episode, like, as you said, multiple times. And we released it briefly, but then we actually heard the audio back, and it was god-awful. So, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Let's hope this one goes well. But, yeah, man. Hopefully, so, yeah. how have you found the first few days of uni? Like, back in second year? Quite interesting, to be fair. Like, it's just basically... All you need to do is just adjust to a new normal. All the online lectures, all the safety precautions while it's been in uni. All you need to do is just follow the new normal and that's I it. can't lie to you, bro. I'm fucking terrified. Because the thing is, it's not it's not so much the precautions or anything like that. It's more how they how they affect my style of learning on a personal level. Because I'm a very I'm someone that. who like I'm a, I'm someone who always needs to who likes to be practical, I need to be using my hands or I need someone to literally like point, like explicitly point out to me when I do something wrong or when I could be doing better. But obviously because of all this social distancing stuff now, let's say I needed help with, well, I had the audio, like audio um, and radio um, module today. So like, let's say I needed help with that. Usually our lecturer would be able to go behind us and be like, oh, do this, let me hear this. Now we can't do that, obviously, because social distancing. I don't think anyone wants to catch COVID since they don't do any temperature checks. Although the uni does have a bunch of sanitizers. Anyways, long story less long. But the, but the thing is, with uni, yeah, they, they don't, what, what they don't do is just don't, don't do temperature checks, which they yeah. are supposed to do in order to keep uni safe because uh, the, the coronavirus cases in Kirkley is... Yes, man, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying... Like, long story less long, it's just annoying that I'm going to have to send bare emails to teachers, yeah? And and they're not going to... Obviously, since everyone's doing that, it's not going to be a fast turnaround. So let's say I needed help with an assignment. And I deep at how this year, also for me personally, is very practical. Very much a bunch of news days, a bunch of podcast stuff, a bunch of, like, video stuff. And when we, when it comes to that kind of stuff, you need feedback instantly. Like, the click of fingers kind of thing. But... Now we have to email them, pray they respond in good time, which, let's be honest, they probably won't because they're going to get flooded with bloody emails. So it stresses me out in that sense, and I'm really worried about how I'm going to keep up with all that. I can't even lie to you. You will. You're a strong black man. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll be fine. Don't uh, worry about it. it, 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 it it's just a start true, of your true, second true. year, bro. All you need to do is just adjust. It's just a true, second week. Very true, very true, very true. And I can't lie, though. So far, I do... Like, on the positive side, though, I do feel like this year is actually going to be... Like, it's actually going to be very enjoyable because of how practical it is and how we're actually going to be learning skills to be better journalists, not just not just media... Not just better people in the media in general, but actual specific to our degree, like journalist or sports journalist in your case. So, yeah, like, even... The, and, like, I'm just grateful even in uni despite a pandemic because there's many people that like aren't going to be able to go uni till christmas like my one of my good friends hakeem shout out to hakeem he um he's not going to be able to go back until like after christmas which is madness and he goes nottingham i think he studies 
economics. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. So like, imagine being, imagine being in his shoes. Oh, I could never like imagine doing our course, but we were just stuck at home, doing four news days at home. I mean, that was my plan initially. Just was it? Yeah, my my plan was initially just in Lithuania, but I had some conversations with my parents, and they were like, "Yo, go there." Fair play. It's not because they don't want. It's not because my mom doesn't want me at my at the house. Yeah, it's just because it, it would be, be more beneficial for me, which I fully understand. That no complaints. I I'm enjoying it so far. It's yeah. all good. Although I I'm, I may have to self isolate because of some cir- circumstances, but to be fair, thankfully we're social distancing anyway, so like we can still do this and. That's that's what it matters because low key my accommodation could probably go, be going into lockdown because let's just say there's been some idiots having some parties in certain blocks and they oh yeah let's talk, let's talk about yeah because in the previous episode that we tried to record you talked about some special guidances in your yeah, accommodation so like, yeah obviously they're trying to comply with the government rules as much as possible and but since people always find loopholes. The accommodation have had to establish their own rules that technically fall in line with the government rules, but also in a way kind of contradict them. So like it really pisses us off, a lot of people off, especially me, because like I get it they're trying to be safe, but fact is we are in a bubble. Fact is, I get it, every individual flat is a bubble, but we're socializing outside for the most part, or in supposedly COVID secure like areas which they've opened up and closed at certain times. Usually that's what people do. But obviously, I feel like we could go into lockdown because of certain people in a certain block doing madness in house parties. Like some first years doing like packed house parties here. And the police came around today, handed these men, I think, either an official warning or a fine. I couldn't tell. But either way, don't be surprised if you don't see me like in, in uni, like at all. And you just see me on a screen. Just waving through a fucking Zoom meeting. <laughs> I mean, there's ba- I mean, there's basically a rumor, right, that we are going to be in our student accommodations oh, up until Christmas. Yeah. We're going. You're not going to spend time with Christmas. Christmas. We're not going to eat Christmas dinner with our parents. So basically, yeah. All I'm. All I was saying to you a couple of days ago, yeah, is just oh, <laughs> our Christmas will be via Microsoft fully, Teams fully. and that. I can imagine. Like me, that would I would like it's gonna annoy me because like <laughs> I get it. British Christmas dinner is is quite good because for a guy who went to like my school Christmas dinners because my school was board, was a boarding school in it. Like they they did like like British Christmas dinners are sick. I will not even deny it. they're amazing. But Nigerian ones ah, it is madness. Like bro, the amount of good food that we always had like when we used to be like oh yeah yeah. yeah. One thing I want to say, one thing I want to say is oh, Happy yeah. Independence Day to every Nigerian yeah, that listens to Happy Independence Day, my people. We know Carrie lost. The country of, of the country of Nigeria is finally turning sixty years old. Ah, yes, sixty years of independence, or not sixty years old, sixty years of independence. So yeah, Happy Independence Day, Nigeria. Anyways, back to Christmas. So like, we obviously I've always travelled, or most years I've always travelled to Nigeria, celebrate Christmas with extended family and all that stuff, which is lovely. Don't get me wrong. But the food hits so differently. Like, if you're Nigerian or African or any other, like, race like race or from any other country or culture that doesn't celebrate, like, Christmas in the traditional sense, you probably understand where I'm coming from. Where it's like, the food just slaps so much harder. 
when you are like in your home country eating your food that's been authentically made that way with all the right stuff like the vibes and the alcohol oh it just hits different man but unfortunately i can imagine that i can imagine that because genuinely though whilst i once i'm in lithuania i'm eating my own stuff it doesn't matter that i can make it down here in my own kitchen as long as it is authentic it's from lithuanian goods i'm fucking yeah. blessed as you are while well, eating your Ni- nigerian food in your it own, own country or country of origin i, yeah. I should say because yeah, you was born in Britain. either way man like we can all agree your like your cultured food cooked in that culture around in enduring any kind of celebration it hits differently it hits so differently it bangs but um yeah man christmas ain't gonna feel like that i'll probably be joining my family via a long distance facetime call from huddersfield i was there well my <laughs> mom will fully be cooking and i'll be pissed off cause i won't get any like it's gonna it's gonna hurt it's gonna be like jollof rice all my favorite like, like nigerian foods that i will not even touch and there'll be me eating my pesto pasta with Sasha. <laughs> I can imagine myself Christmas Eve, everyone's at my grandma's mm-hmm. house, yeah? And I'm just seeing in my accommodation oh, eating Domino's. Oh, yeah. Watch, watch. <laughs> it will fully be that way. Like, the thing is, I don't even mind being up here for Christmas because low key. Because how I feel about second year is actually going to make me, like, work through it. Because when I was in Nigeria last year and first year, I can't lie to you. When we had all, like, the assessment from certain modules, I was working early into early hours of the morning. Excuse me. And then I was sleeping at, like, like 6, 7, like, 10 o'clock in the, like, in the morning as well. So I'd be working until, like, 5. I wouldn't sleep until 10. And then I'll wake up at some random time. It just like my sleeping pattern was fucked because I was just working, working, working. So I was gonna, I'll be doing that anyway. But if I'm in Huddersfield, if I'm in Huddersfield, it's gonna make me probably work that much harder. As long as I have like a decent bit of communication with my family, so I stay sane. Like it'll be a good thing in the long run. I get that because I I will feel the same way, and I'm a family person mm. too, so. All that matters for me is my country and my family. So okay, so let's talk. Stop about talking about Christmas. It's in three three months, I believe, or two. It's in about two months and twenty. Two yeah, and a half months, two, basically. Two yeah. months, like twenty four. Let's days. not talk about it now. Yeah, let's talk what about happened during the last oh, week in fuck, sports. Yeah. UFC. Yeah, in the first right. Place. UFC two fifty three. Adesanya, Israel Adesanya, the last style bender beat Polo Costa in the main event to remain your middleweight champion. Oh, I was fucking happy, man. It was beautiful. We no carry lost. <laughs> Nigerians, we don't carry lost. But I can't lie. The level of trash talk between the two of them was a madness. Like, they were really going in on each other. Like, it wasn't even, like, it was deep, but they didn't, like, I'm impressed. Like, they didn't bring, they didn't start bringing family members into this until, like, towards the end most of it most of their trash talk was like based on like physique and fighting style because costa was basically making fun of israel's like like build and saying how he always runs like runs around the cage which is a smart strategy because you're not trying to get hit but obviously adesanya was now saying like costa's on roids he's a blown up baboon all this kind of stuff so like 
it was disrespectful. It, it was disrespectful on that kind of level because you have to understand, Nigerians are very prideful people. But then Brazilians, when it comes to their when it comes to their mixed martial arts, they practically are the like godfathers of MMA. Because if it wasn't for the Gracie family, who are a Brazilian jiu-jitsu family, the UFC wouldn't be what it is. It wouldn't exist, practically. So, obviously a Brazilian, like Polo Costa, who knows this, is going to be pissed the fuck off when you have another guy like Adesanya, who's, like, who's Nigerian and is not going to take shit from you either. And is also insult- is insulting you and calling you a blown-up monkey when you have... When he t- when, Costa fair play to him is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But I think what pissed off Adesanya the most, easily, was the press conference, like the one in Dubai, where in the face-off, where he, like, because initially they shook hands with being civil with each other, like in the, where, in their hotel or whatever. But when they got out there and Costa threw that white belt at Adesanya, woof, that was that fucked. Because if you think about it, you're basically calling a guy that had, that's had, what, 100 professional fights to that point? You're basically calling him a basic, like he doesn't know anything, and that like. But I mean, his nickname is Style Bender. That basically says that it literally all. Says in my, the ga- my, my my take my take on a fight because you talked yeah, right. about it. I feel like Paulo Costa looked very lazy, mm-hmm. and basically Adesanya took advantage of it, of it he, quite he picked quite him easily apart. and. Basically, he basically he, he picked him apart, yeah, and basically he proved why he's the best middleweight mm-hmm. at the moment. But the thing is, I feel like okay, my take on the fight in general before I keep going on about everything else, but the actual fight itself, Adesanya picked him apart with leg kicks because people really don't understand. Adesanya is built; he's just not built like Costa. Like any UFC fighter who's at that point, like towards the top of their division, they're not gonna be like that fucking slim, but they can't actually throw a punch that has power behind it. So yeah. Those kicks were fucking killing Costa's leg because Costa the day before, or like, because if you notice, he had the red light spots on his leg from the cupping therapy, which is good for recovery. Adesonia just kept attacking his legs, bro. Because Costa was expect like, I was expecting Costa, like, he was waiting for his moment to, like, just attack and go for Adesonia with a barrage, right? But he never came around to that. So, of course, Adesonia knows that he, if he's just trying to feel him out, he can keep the distance from Costa by using the leg kicks and get not get Costa into a rhythm because that's I think that's what Costa was looking for because he didn't want to rush in but he was looking for his rhythm Adesonia didn't let him get into that rhythm and that's how he won but I do feel like Polo Costa oh sorry Martinez my last point I feel like Polo Costa can definitely get back up there and will he easily will because that rivalry because of how Adesonia celebrated specifically with the um, dog humping at the end or like air humping at the end. That will piss off any man, point blank, period. How'd you get beat? Like beat viciously, like mounted and beaten, and then he and then he air humps you from the back. <laughs> I'd be mad as fuck. Like I love That's the Yeah, I love Adesonia, don't get me wrong. My Nigerian guy, all the rest of it, but bro, even I was like, that's a bit mad. <laughs> oh shit. I mean, I, I mean, I was about to say you know more about UFC than I do, and I'm a sports journalist. I'm more into boxing, to be fair, which has its own entertainment in, in its own way. So I, I'm just listening to you, trying not to interrupt you, because oh. UFC, although UFC and boxing are two combat sports, but they're different. two different sports as well. 
but I can't lie. I feel like I feel like Costa so, will yeah. easily build his way back up. Not easily, but he he will because he had that motivation. Now, how do you let a man dry hump you and he didn't notice? He shook he shook at his head, and then he has to see the replay to realize he dry humped him for him to not be pissed off. So I feel like on that level, <laughs> like he's gonna build his way back up. I'm sure. And don't get me wrong, Costa is a very talented guy. Very, very talented. It wasn't like he was built... He, that fight wasn't made off of marketing and hype alone. That fight was made because Paulo Costa was undefeated to that point. Excuse me again. So, like, he... So, no he way, had, um... Obviously been beating everyone you put in front of him. And he beat Yoel Romero. And Yoel Romero, despite being 43 years old, he just, like, he... He got, t- he got it taken to him. Like, Costa took it to Yoel. So, obviously... I feel as if that fight alone, Costa's going to build his way back up. But even if Adesonio loses the belt for whatever reason, that fight will still go on. Because how do you let a man dry hump you? That's serious. Like, I will fuck you up levels of anger. Like, from any man. So, off the back of that revenge fight alone, it can still happen. It's like Tyrone Woodley Covington. Even if you know the result, you're still going to be tuned in purely because of the amount of beef that went into that fight. Well, yeah. Also, another thing that basically happened this night, the first game of the NBA oh, Finals. fuck, yeah. Heat and um, Lakers, yeah, yeah. Um, L- Lakers mm-hmm. won. Handily. I, I, I was planning to watch it, but unfortunately I, I, I was tired and I had uni the next day, so that shit wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love the NBA. That's, basketball's my favourite sport, yeah. but, you know, when you have that 9.15 and you're struggling with uni, whoo! I'm sorry, sacrifices will be made. Uh, regardless of the series result now, uh, I'm reluctant to make any predictions because it's too unpredictable now. True. Because Heat can bounce bounce back pretty easily because it's, this year is Heat. This, this year is Heat. They are just underdogs and they are going for it. I don't care what anyone else says. They are just probably one of... Basically, they proved their way into the mm. NBA Finals. Although they were weak on paper against Bucks, what else did they play in the series? I don't, I don't really remember. The Bucks in the second round. Who did they play in the first? I want to say no. Oh, it's Celtics, Bucks. I don't remember who they played to in the fair, first I wanna, round. I want to say it's the Nets, but that was prob- that's probably wrong. Well, whoever they played, but... They clearly got bodies. They got bodied yet. Yeah. So, so yeah, basically, I don't want to make any predictions of it because it's just too unpredictable, especially now when there's mm. always 1-0. And if, and if we know Miami Heat, then... You don't want to make any bold predictions, yeah, especially I now. Of course, Lakers are, Lakers are the favourites, but yeah, it is what it is. I hear that, but if I tell you that the Heat lost Goran Dragic... No, no, firstly, firstly, the Miami Heat deserve all the credit in the world regardless of if they win this title or not Jimmy Butler is a certified Hall of Famer because of this finals win or lose in my opinion Goran Drogic could be a Hall of Famer or more has a stronger case for the Hall of Fame because of this finals and this run Adebayo Bam Adebayo is easily one of the guys you have to look out for now Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson have increased their value Eric Spolster is a Hall of Fame coach yeah. Splash Brothers. Eric Spolstra is a Hall of Fame coach because of this finals run, win or lose. Pat Riley just added more onto his already Hall of Fame level resume. 
like all the credit to the Miami Heat because their culture has always been, always, always been about hard work. And now they have the like the perfect guy, or pretty much the perfect guy after D Wade left. Or after D Wade is now retired. Because Jimmy like I mean I mean and uh, continue, continue. Because I'll Jimmy to me is like his his whole demeanor, his whole career has been about hard work, pushing through, never giving up, all this stuff that the Miami Heat have fostered this culture around that helped LeBron himself become the literally become one of the greatest players of all time. So now you have Jimmy Butler, whose whole career has been like that. I'm not saying he's LeBron. I'm saying he's just the perfect marriage of culture and personnel. Because Jimmy Butler didn't have the best season in the world, but purely because of his leadership and the intangibles you can't measure with stats and whatever else, he was an all-star. He was the leader of this team. He's the reason Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Bam, and all the rest of that team fight so fucking hard and won all of those series. Because he was the dog who reminded them of what the culture they have in that team is on the court every single time they stepped on. I mean, basically, uh, we I was basically skeptical when Butler joined Heat because if you know about the NBA and tax rate, mm-hmm. rates, yeah, Florida State doesn't take any taxes yeah. from yeah, yeah. sports athletes. I thought this was solely a mo- mm. money move, but now if you're looking at what's going on now where Heat are solidifying themselves as an embodiment, embodiment of hard work, determination, and if you know everything about Jimmy, who is basically about proving himself right, proving others wrong, and just pushing his way through mm-hmm. everything, really, it just shows that they're just basically a match made in heaven. Heat and it really Jimmy was, Butler. because like now, obviously, it's sad to see the Miami Heat have so many injuries in the first game, with Goran Dragic being out for the whole finals with a, like, a, like a tear in a part of his leg. I think Jimmy Butler had like, probably tweaked his leg or something. And I think Bam also went down with something. So, unless Jimmy and Bam, like, praise to all of them, recover, become better, all the rest of it. But if, like, they come back even a step weaker, then I've, I'll have to give the edge to the Lakers. But then again, because of that culture, it, don't surprise, it won't surprise me if it takes them six games, seven games, or if they get real fucking close. Because that team is so built on hard work. They still have Kendrick Nunn, who they haven't, who barely played in the playoffs, who had basically not touched the floor the whole playoffs. They still have. It, it, it's something wrong it? with like him. He's injured. I didn't oh, know. God. I didn't know. But. Yeah, but and he, but he, and he was the second best rookie, in my opinion. Probably yeah. If Zion had played more games, and in my opinion, it'd be Zion. But yeah, no, you. You're right. He should have probably been second in rookie of the year, in my opinion. But point is. Miami Heat phenomenal. LBJ and AD, like Lakers, like they've basically really done right by the LA this year. I don't care what kind of LA sports fan you are, whether you're a Clippers fan, whether you're a Kobe fan, whether you're a fucking LA Kings fan, which is a hockey team, by the way. You have to respect what LeBron and AD have done for the Lakers in this past season alone. Like, people are really losing faith in one of the oldest franchises in the NBA. They brought them right back to prominence. So even if they don't win this year, AD is going to want to stay anyway because they won that game, first game so convincingly that it's like, where else am I going to go where I'm going to be with the best player in his position, at least in the NBA? Where else am I going to go that a team is going to rally around me and, like, 
surround me with role players who actively want to do their job. So even if they don't win this series, yeah, no, you can't dent LeBron's legacy because the guy's made 10 finals. Jordan only made six and had to retire halfway through. He still might go, but let's put that in there. <laughs> and let's... You just dissed Michael no, Jordan. No, no, no. He's still, no, no. He's still <laughs> my goat. Let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it twisted. I might be a relatively recent or young NBA fan in someone's eyes, but Jordan's still my goat. LeBron made 10 finals and hasn't retired once, hasn't had any major controversy that's kept him out of the league. Like, don't get me wrong. But but in but in short, yeah, six for six is still an amazing achievement, especially when you no, are no, the no, main guy. No, no, of course, of course, team. of course. He's the goat for he's the goat for that reason. Six for six, six fin- like pretty much six finals MVPs, all of that. Don't get me wrong, he's still very much the goat in my opinion. But people that try to discredit LBJ's case for goat because of his record in the finals, how many like LeBron has made ten finals? How many franchises? Franchises in basketball have made 10 finals. In the NBA specifically, LeBron himself hmm. ranks above how many franchises in the NBA? At least 20 of them. At the very least. Well, technically, technically, yeah, you're right. So, it's just a perfect statement if you want to say why LeBron James is the greatest exactly, basketball player like, of all time. Which clearly he is up there. Like, your well, goal is down to whoever you think, who, like, in my opinion. It might be, it might be one of the people on, on your vote, poll. Possibly. You know, you, we Possibly, both know what I'm talking uh, about. <laughs> yeah, Rest in peace, could Kobe. Be Kobe. Like, your goal, I can't lie. If you have a greatest of all time in basketball and they're not, and they're not somebody who's made at least, what, three finals? As long as they've made at least three finals appearances, in my opinion, and at least won one of them. I can understand it. I can empathize. But I can't lie. Whoever wins this bubble championship in the NBA during this pandemic, that has to be the most respected ring of this decade. I don't know why the hell sports media was trying to initially, when this whole pandemic hit first time round, were trying to discredit it. When in reality, you take these guys away from their trainers, their regular home routines, their families, because you don't know what these guys do before they get to the arena. You don't know how, like, the different things that go into their day to make sure they actually can function and play mentally. Paul George is the perfect representation of that. Don't get me wrong, the Clippers themselves did way too much talking, way, way too much trash talk, but let's not pretend that this bubble didn't, didn't affect all these guys mentally. Like, if, like, six months of quarantine fucked me up, and I'm not an athlete. I'm a uni student, for crying out loud. I can't imagine being an athlete who needs <laughs> certain things a certain way, a massage this way, food prepared this way, needs to talk to his family at this time, having all these things in place, you now can't do most of that. So... Yeah, it's just it's just a sad situation. So yeah, like this, this title has to, to be so respected it, it, easily. But, like anyone who disrespects it, fuck off. Um, moving on. What else did we talk about? Mm. Music, yeah. ASAP Ferg dropped the the album. I don't know how to call it. Mixtape and album. I don't know, but Floor Seats too. He dropped a new project, Floor Seats too. <clears throat> It's, it's quite good. The um the first song with Marlon Manson, pretty like that gets me that gets me in the mood. Listened to it a few days ago in the gym, got me going quite easily. But I can't lie, after, like after a while that it did get a bit tiresome for me. But if you're in the right space, it's right, if you're in the right headspace, certain songs hit different. 
Dennis Rodman. Mm. Oh my god. My favorite song of the album. Oh yeah, that's the song with Tiger. Tiger does it. Ta- Tiger, Tiger mm. does his thing. A A Fag hops on, shits on the verse. <laughs> I I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. And and that's about it, really. He yeah, just it. kills the song. The drill songs, the one with Lil Wayne, no ceilings, was yeah. quite good. It was just surprising to hear Lil Wayne on something that is so new and so fresh, which is some mm-hmm. UK drill. I hear that. Just a bit modified in it. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. And the other drill, the other drill track, I don't remember the name, but it, it it had five or four and then one four from Australia. Until five e came in, it was disappointment. I've got my own opinion about five e. I won't say it now because I need to still build 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 the full idea around him. Fair play, fair play. Um, in my opinion, that was a very good album. Like it was a very good project. I'm. I'm not gonna deny it. it was a very good project, but was it the best Ferg can do? No, but like, I feel like Ferg has, like when he releases the Dulux of this album because he says how he's gonna address the shit that happened with the ASAP Mob and how they were about to kick him out and then he wasn't kicked out and all this, even though him and Rocky are like the only two members people really know, and maybe twelve year stretch if you really follow rap music, then. The ASAP Collective, you're gonna only know at most ASAP Ferg, ASAP Rocky, and then ASAP Twelvey. There's only three that you'll know off head, but at, like most people only know Ferg and Rocky. Anyways, point being, he wants to. He's gonna address all that in a Dulux version of his album on whenever the hell that comes out, or he'll address that at some point in music. I'm excited for that. That is gonna be interesting for me. Hopefully. Because if the deluxe version is quite good, though, I think for me it will be an album of the year competition. Possibly, possibly. Because I've got, I've got, I've got a notebook full of albums, mm. bro. Who's in there now? Who's in your little notebook right now? Okay, so the the big conspiracy fair by Jay Hus. play. That is very true. My turn. Deluxe edition by Lil okay. Baby. The Gold by Apology. Okay. And uh, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the yeah. Moon. It's Woo Baby. Fair play, fair play. Um, yeah, it could be. Because like, I feel like this was a good project from Ferg, though. If the Deluxe, if the deluxe in, like, pushes it up for me, then it, could, then it could be one of my personal favorite albums that came out this year. Yeah, I feel you could. I'm, I'm feeling the okay, same way I feel this like... Time. For me, it should because like, for me personally, I was really looking forward to the baby's like blame it on baby. I think no, 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 his his project like during the pandemic, I was yeah blame, blame it, on, it baby. on baby. Yeah, I was looking forward to it, but outside of a few songs, it didn't have that same oomph that his other projects had. The only song that I enjoyed was basically mm, the rock star for me with the like. With the with the with the song for the charts for me personally, I really enjoyed, um, like I think it's called "Can't Stop Me." Like that song was like, you know, you can't stop it. Like me, you can't. You know, you can't stop it. Like yeah, that song for me, boy, that get that, that's a good song. And then there was a few other decent songs on there too, but it just didn't hit the same. You know, like with like, "Baby on Baby" did or any of that. Tell you what, let, let's leave it for the end of the year because we need to make yep. a podcast. 
just wrapping up the music year, sports year, and all them. So let's just leave I hear it. That, I hear that. Um. Also, one guy a bit a bit controversial. I don't want to talk about this, but Tory Lanez dropped oh, an album. Fuck this, him. This, this fuck year. him. <laughs> In every way, shape, and form. <laughs> Fuck that little five foot two, can't ride the stallion, abusive prick. Fuck him. <laughs> like, I don't care. He had dropped that album. He, he pretty much shot Megan the Stallion to try and get more clout for his album. That's some shit I'd expect YouTubers to fake. Not a grown ass 30 something year old man whom at the time was at the height of his fucking popularity. And yes, I'm doing this whole rant again. But at the height of his popularity, during quarantine, do you remember quarantine radio, quarantine, 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 all that shit. Do you remember like that part of the early parts of the pandemic? He was basically the most loved person. Thank on you. The internet yes, that most loved person quarantine. in the world. Like pretty much all of quarantine, and was really hit, like really hitting his stride. I think he just got his masters, like his music, like the rights to his music masters, and yeah, everyone's looking up for him. You're so put yourself in his shoes. You're a thirty-something rapper at the height of his popularity, invited to a he's twenty-seven, I thirty-year-old so. rapper at the height of your popularity. Probably gonna, probably if you make the right moves, gonna have one of some of the biggest like albums or projects in twenty twenty. So you get invited to a Kylie Jenner like pool party where obviously she limited capacity all that shit with her, Megan Thee Stallion, and probably a few others. You're dumbass. Gets mad at Megan Thee Stallion, a woman that you've been having fun with, with being all friendly with. Like, there's a photo of like Megan jokingly backing up on Tory, and then Tory's like spread out like this, like spread out all. I mean, I listened to the album to be fair, and it seems like they were more probably than in they were probably they could have been very much so, but I can't lie to you, man. Nothing. I don't give a fuck what happened during that pool party. I don't give a fuck how drunk you were, how high you were, how Megan was acting, how Kylie was acting, how any of that was. Point blank is, you're a grown man who is rich, wealthy, and has no reason, no logical reason to carry your gun in that situation. I don't give a fuck if Megan Thee Stallion will boxing you in your face, bro. Why would you shoot her? Why? Please, 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 please try and explain to me why the fuck... You would shoot a woman, a black woman, as a black man, a very successful black rapper, very, possibly on the verge of being one of the more influential male black rappers. During this social injustice climate, you now go and shoot Megan Thee Stallion, the hottest female artist. You fucking idiot, Tory. Yo, yo, Paul, let me mention one fact. He, that by, by then, he had a number two song on Billboard. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Way. He's a flaming idiot, bro. Nothing in his... He, what? Like, during social injustice with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Trayvon Martin, all these other fucking cases during social injustice for black people during their country, these BLM protests really picking up heat. You go and do the one thing that undermines all of it. You go and shoot a black woman as a successful black man, while Megan Thee Stallion had what? Is a successful black woman who who's now like turned her sexuality or like her like her previous need to sexualize herself into incredible music. And she's really making that bag. And she had that crazy good song with Beyonce, Savage, right? And, like, you go and shoot her. For what? Because she rejected you. Because you were too short to ride the stallion. Because she's, no, she's six foot, bro. So imagine her in heels, right? She, she's 5'10". Yeah, she fi- she's 5'10". She's five so, ten. In her, so in heels, she's like, in her kind of heels, she's at least, what, six foot, six foot one, six two. 
His dumbass is five foot two in Air Forces, Air Maxes, all kinds of shit. He couldn't ride the stallion. He got pissed off. He shot her. I'm so convinced. In my own opinion. Okay, one question. One, 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 no, no, no question though. It's more of a hypothetical. Yeah. What would happen if Tory Lanez of all people would shot oh. Kylie Jenner? If 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 Kylie if Jenner touched Kylie, the same car as Tory Lanez. If he even so much as touched Kylie. And by the way, I find it very funny how he tried to now admit, even though she's in a very obvious relationship with Travis Scott, I had a crush on Kylie. Shut the fuck up. They broke up. They broke up. They broke up. It's not obvious. They broke no, up like a year ago. Nah, they aren't. Trust me, they aren't. I, I follow Travis Scott. I'm one of the biggest okay, fans so of his. Either they way, they're together. on and off. And yeah, it's a mess. So, if he had so much... At- the whole, Kardashian, the whole Kardashian clan. Yeah, good thing they're ending TV. their reality TV show and all that. But anyways, we can guess that's for another day. That's a rant for another day. Point is, if he had so much as touched Kylie, white Kylie, white Kylie Jenner, what, like, if he had so much as even laid a hand on her in the wrong way, he would have been fucking cancelled so swiftly. Do you think he'd have dropped music? Do you, do you think... Do you honestly in the right mind think if he had even so much as looked at Kylie the wrong way, he'd, he'd be dropping music right now? No fucking way. Like, if anything, that situation really does show white privilege. I'm so convinced if he had done anything to Kylie that made her even feel remotely uncomfortable, his bitch ass would have been cancelled a while back. Like, you're the same height as her, but, you know, man, you ain't, you ain't touching her in terms of fame or money. So... Uh, can I yeah, say sure. my piece about Please, this before I like story. take up most of the airspace? Nah, no, no, don't worry about it, cause you've got a brilliant round. The last time we recorded it, it was just basically the same. So I didn't say my piece. Now I can say, say it. That's why I was trying to invite Azim to the podcast because he's a big fan of Chris Brown. Which basically, Chris Brown was in nearly the same situation because he mm-hmm. beat up Rihanna. At the at. Uh, even a bigger artist than Megan Thee Stallion yeah, like is now. Yeah, was a legend by then. That's why I that that's why I wanted to invite him because, in my opinion, of course you should separate art, artists uh, from no the art. No worries, but Kelly. Let, let, let me finish. Sorry. Please let me finish. But I listened to the album. Yeah, I I did n- I haven't heard the most manipulative, the most. Choose my side shit I've I've ever heard in my life. That was my experience with it. Uh, we are we are all playing on allegations because there are some stuff happening which I don't want mm-hmm. to mention about because we're purely playing mm-hmm. on allegations. If, if if it happened, then I don't understand why Tory is free. He should be charged with felony act. He should be charged with attempts of murder. And he should be charged with possession of a firearm. Assault with a deadly weapon. That too. Like, yes. I can't fucking lie to you yet. This is why I go back to my point. If he had done that shit to Kylie, like, cause, look, okay, 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 fine. If he had done this shit to Kylie and he'd grazed her foot with that bullet, his bitch ass would be in the worst prison in fucking Canada right now. He'd be being bent over in a Canadian prison right now. He would have jumped no, the no. soap. His, 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 he would be the soap. <laughs> He's so short, he'd be the fucking soap. 
Oi. Like, fam, them big motherfuckers in prison will be washing their asses with him, bro. And making him eat out too. Oh yeah, make me real fucking clean. That's what Tori will be doing. <laughs> That's perfect. He'll be keeping all those boys real clean, inside and out. <laughs> Like, he's a bitch, okay. fam. Cause how how can you be how can you be saying just because you didn't hit her, bo- she didn't break bones or ten- tendons that you're that suddenly is fabricated, bro? You brought a gun to a celebrity party in Kylie Jenner's house, Kylie Jenner's Hidden Hills, Calabasas house with head of security. Your dumbass is d- with a security guard fam. of your own. Exactly. So either way, you're a fucking dumbass. Like, I don't give a fuck what was going on. Maybe she was making fun of his height a bit much and he got all salty. Maybe, like, he might be the same height as Kylie, but low-key, it wouldn't surprise me if Kylie Jenner, flat-footed, no heels, no nothing, is still taller than Tori. I mean, I mean, uh, if I know my facts, yeah, Travis Scott is six foot. If I look Mm -hmm. at the pictures, yeah, I feel like Kylie Jenner is like five, six, five, seven. Actually... Which is like they say, which is like nearly the same height as Tory Lanez actually is. He's definitely shorter than that. I'm convinced. Cause if you if you watch that, okay. if you watch some like interview that he did, like like sway in the morning. Sway for sway yeah. forty five. He did that freestyle yeah? and he stood up from the chair. He didn't change heights. <laughs> like if if I stand from this chair right now, I'm gonna change height. I'm going to be fully extended. My back, my spine is gonna be extended. I will be tall. He didn't change height. I'm six feet. How tall are you? Oh, he didn't change good. height at all. What did that say? What kind of boost does this guy put in his air forces, bro? What kind of... Oh, oh, Do you know those bounce shoes that uh, Boston Celtics oh. were banned to use for NBA Finals? Oh, yeah. Like, are they the ones that add like eight, like a good five inches to your vertical and all that? So, so, some, some vertical, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tori needs all of those. He put all of those in any shoes he had. And, uh, you know... He clearly tried the hairline stuff and, uh, you know, trying to give himself those Travis Scott braids that were doing social distancing before it was a thing. <laughs> my boy, don't ever do that. What am I saying, my boy? You're a bitch. You're, you're a bitch for the hairstyle. You're my a bitch. bitch for doing what you did to Megan. You're a bitch for releasing an album. You're just a bitch. You couldn't ride the stadiums. You started bitching about it. You wanted us to shake that ass on you. And she didn't. And you kept saying, dance, bitch. Like... It was reported that he said, dance, bitch, dance, while shooting out. So, right, because she wasn't going to dance on you, which probably would have crushed your little ass, you decided to get all salty and shoot her. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. That's just I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Why is she dancing on me? Does she know I'm five foot two? Does she know what I got? <laughs> oh, desperate motherfucker, get out of here. Like, fam, protect black women okay. and all the rest of it. Like... If, if if someone like Megan the Stanley can get abused by a Tory and she was going to keep it in, Megan Megan's from the hood, like, she would have kept it G. She would have not said a thing. But, you know, Tory Lanez is an idiot. And if someone like Megan the Stanley can get abused by a five foot two fucker like that, I pity every black woman. Because imagine the type of shit that goes down to them on a regular basis. Like, the, from the girls in the hood and the working class, both UK and US. From the girls in the hoods and all that, to the girls in, like, the highest of mo- or women in the most high, elite, esteemed positions. Like, fam, they're probably getting it on the double. Like, subtle stuff, 
systematic stuff, like whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck you want to call it, however you want to categorize it. Either way, it just really does not paint a good picture for black women. And if anything, it paints a very realistic, very sad problem that we have in today's society, where even during when racial tensions are high, like black men will still find a way, or certain black men will still find a way to cripple the momentum and cripple their own kind, their own female counterparts. So, yeah, protect well, black women. Yeah. Let, let's just, let, I think let's just wrap this up in this note. Fuck Tory. In my opinion. Unless you have, you've got something. Yes, fuck Tory, yeah. And, I don't know. Unless you've got anything um, else to say. I don't think you can ever cause... really separate the artist from the art. Because I say that with specifically R. Kelly and now Tory in mind. I don't give a fuck how good Ignition is. The mere fact you were doing your nonsense with... The mere fact he was doing his nonsense with underage girls and was likely writing most of these songs with underage girls in mind. I don't ever want to hear a fucking love song from him. I don't want to hear, I don't hear nothing wrong. That he literally fucking told you. My he, mind's, my mind's telling yeah, me no. He literally fucking told you he was a rapist. If you really think about that song in context, R. Kelly, when he released that song, really told everyone he was a rapist just that he was so fucking good at it no one realized so now with Tory Lanez and this album like and any song that he's now ever made is now tainted because if you can treat someone like Megan Thee Stallion that way imagine how many other females he's treated this way imagine okay so yeah fuck separating the artist from the art like art from the artist I'm sorry but okay let me it's not like it's, it's not like good, it's, it's, it's not like it's, it's so sports good. where literally, like okay right, Aaron Rodriguez is a shitty person, fucking murdered a guy, had unrequited gay love, all the rest of it, fucking madness, right? But it's not like it's sport where he statistically had some decent years, and you can and you can say that they obviously won't mention it because he's still an arsehole and still a piece of shit, and he deservedly needs to be erased, like erased as much as possible from NBA like NFL history, but it's not like it's objective. Yes, Tory Lanez was a good musician. M- musician. Yes, R. Kelly was a decent musician. But you play his music, I'm only going to think of the context he made this in. Tory Lanez is an abusive woman beater. R. Kelly is a child rapist, molester, domestic abuser, an all-around piece of shit. So, I'm not separating music from art. Because those two things aren't objective. Because low-key, their lifestyle influences their music. What they came from influence how th- how they made that music okay so, so yeah fully got your point cause most of the stuff you say is true so i can't deny it fair play like honestly enjoy what you enjoy but just for me personally i don't see the point in trying to separate art from the artist because you have to understand, a lot of their life experiences makes up the music that they make. So you can't... Especially in especially in this case, this album, where he just manipulates exactly. the Exactly. He basically tries to turn it into it's a bullshit story. He, tr- he tries to pull a Trump. The difference is Trump can do that because he's the fucking president. You ain't nothing. You're just a rich dumbass who can't ride the stallion. And is too afraid to be the soap in prison, so you <laughs> didn't want to be the soap in prison, so you decided to manipulate and try and get your last little bit of money before, you know, they send you to Canadian prison. <laughs> Don't drop the soap. 
I bet before they stick it in, they'll say, excuse me, Tori. Excuse me, brother. Pow. <laughs> and stick it right up in there. Oh. <laughs> before they'll make him the fucking, like, window. They'll make him, they'll make him the fucking window washer. I swear. They'll, they'll you. Imagine. Imagine the. Imagine the scenes. Don't make him the housewife. <laughs> Domestically <laughs> abused housewife. Okay. Okay, so this has gone for 48 minutes. We should wrap this up until it gets a bit too boring. So, I don't know. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the FBO podcast. The rebranded, the refreshed one. Big things are coming soon. And... We shall see you guys next week. Or whenever we get around to doing this, provided the audio doesn't fuck up. But yeah.